an Ironic Media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. My friend Jen, also, I convinced her to play with me. She's actually going to be on a podcast in a couple of weeks. So she's played in college and she's wanted to get back on a team. And so I was like, come on, do it with me. So we're doing it together. And we're both like the oldest on the team. And she was like, you're doing so awesome and gold. Like, how are you doing? I'm like, I think it's my intuitive skills. And she's like, I was thinking the same thing. I love that. Yeah. I also love that you're doing something just harder and uncomfortable. That's just really what I am pushing myself to just be uncomfortable and do the hard things. And that's my mantra when I'm working out and doing things or maybe doing something with work that I don't really understand. I say to myself, you can do hard things. I say, I can do hard things. And I I like that. And I I like that. I think that really where I'm realizing that that's where your growth comes from. And that's where your sense of accomplishment and just evolving comes from is moving through those uncomfortable situations. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, my co-host is back. Amy Ronick is here sharing all the amazing transformational tools that she has been using the last couple of months. You're going to love the tools and tips she shares in this episode. Let's get started. Hey, Amy. Hey, Amy. I love your hair. It looks awesome. Thank you. I'm going through a thing over here. Tell me about it. I got back from our long camping trip and I don't know what happened, but I just had to start getting rid of some like old energy that was lying around and about eight inches of hair had to go. Wow. (laughs) It was really long. Yeah. I didn't even realize how long it was until she cut it off and I was like, wow. And she even went a little short like or a little longer than where it is. And I was like, nope, this piece right here has to come off. Go, go here. She's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep. So yeah, I've been rearranging my office, donating tons of stuff. We donated a couch because it was irritating me. It was too big for the space. Moved some other couches around, took off the side of one of the couches and made it into an Ikea hack. So it made it like a extra large couch for the basement. I love it. it. Yeah, it's been kind of fun. Like it just, I'm changing up the energy for some reason. I definitely feel you on that. I'm more open to change now than I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm very into getting rid of things that I don't need anymore, especially material things. I think we might've talked about that before, but I gave, I mean, probably 10 bags of clothes away and going through my storage room. It feels great. It feels great. It does. Yeah. And you know what? I also join a soccer team. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, Yeah, because you used to play soccer a lot. I mean, you were, that was your thing. Yeah. 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 So I started playing soccer when I was five and I stopped playing when I was about 30, but in there, in between, I broke my back. And so I was out for two years. It's a little, maybe a little longer than that. Cause then I went out and I broke my ankle in three spots <laughs> the first day I was out. I was like, are you kidding me? So yeah. So it's a little scary for me to join the soccer team being out of shape and much older. 
I haven't played in 12 years. So it was kind of scary to just to like throw myself out there. But I was like, you know what? It makes me happy to play. And I've been wanting to play for many years, like, but I had a young son and I was like, kind of like, how am I going to juggle this and work and everything? And so then finally I was like, you know what? It's time for me. Like, it's time for me to do what I want to do and what feels good to me. So I went out there and I had a ball. Like I was definitely out of shape, definitely struggling. Then the team wanted a goalie. I have never played goalie. Like it, it was only because somebody had to when I was maybe like eight. <laughs> they were like right. going to the goal because it's on the rotation. But when I went in, I actually really enjoyed it. And I noticed that because I'm intuitive, I could tell when they were going to kick at me. Yeah. So starting to use my intuitive skills while I was playing. And I was like, wow, this is fun. Trying to, you know, figure out who's going (laughs) to shoot. That's kind of cheating, but that's okay. Kind of. (laughs) But you know what? No, it's just using what you got. Right. Totally. My friend, Jen, also, I convinced her to play with me. She's actually going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So she's played in college and she's wanted to get back on a team. And so I was like, come on, do it with me. So we're doing it together. And we're both like the oldest on the team. And she was like, you're doing so awesome in gold. Like, how are you doing? I'm like, I think it's my intuitive skills. And she's like, I was thinking the same thing. I love that. Yeah. I also love that you're doing something just harder and uncomfortable. That's just really what I am pushing myself to just be uncomfortable and do the hard things. And that's my mantra when I'm working out and doing things or maybe doing something with work that I don't really understand. I say to myself, you can do hard things. I say, I can do hard things. And I, I like that. And I, I like that. I think that really where I'm realizing that that's where your growth comes from. And that's where your sense of accomplishment and just evolving comes from is moving through those uncomfortable situations. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I obviously was scared about getting hurt and things like that because of what happened to me and massively getting taken out of the game when I was 16 years old. But having my son, he actually came to the game. It was early enough. So they're on Monday nights. He was able to see the game and he was so fired up. He got up the next morning and started dribbling and playing outside with soccer ball. It's just nice to see that my enthusiasm is also sparking his enthusiasm for because he loves it. And he was straight. On the way home, he was like, mom, in goal, you should have done this, should have done that. I was like, hey, why don't we talk about what I did right? It's been a long time since I was out there. We're not going to be perfect and all that. And it, it actually makes me think of, I was working with this other kid as a client and he was thinking that like success was much easier than it really is. And I said to him, I've been playing for 25 years and I just went out after 10 years of not playing and I sucked. <laughs> I mean, not really. It wasn't too bad, but it was, I also have been coaching. So I've got that. compared to what? Oh, compared, yeah, compared to when I was 20, right? Right. Uh, but I had a fun time. And that's why I told my son, I was like, you know what? I had fun and that's what matters. But anyway, so I was working with this kid and we got to talking about how, like you said, you can do hard things and you can fail. And that's really what resilience is. And I was trying to explain to the kid, every time you get back up and you play, it's because you're passionate about it. Anybody who's ever been successful really with any kind of sport or anything like that has put a lot of effort into it. And I said, with TikTok and all these other kind of apps and things like that, it can appear that somebody might be an overnight sensation, which by the way, I, I have to tell you this. So I found Lily Rose and she is a singer who is gay and she's a country singer. And I love her because she's gay and she's singing country. That's love unusual. It. Anyway, so she has a song that's called Overnight Sensation. So I started talking to him about that and how everybody thinks that because she was on TikTok, she's an overnight sensation. 
but in reality, in the song that she sings, she's talking about how her mom has her back up against the door saying, baby, sing me one more song. And so she's little and she's playing whatever song for her mom. And a lot of times that's the actual story. Like even if you watch Justin Bieber's documentary, have you watched that? Mm -hmm. I loved it. I mean, he started when he was five on like the church steps and all these people, they put the time and the effort in. So I was trying to explain to this kid, there's 10,000 hours. Have you heard about that? The 10,000 hour rule? I don't think so. A lot of people believe that in order to become an expert in something, you have to put 10,000 hours in. And it's so funny because I've known that for a really long time. And then I remember a couple of years back, all of a sudden I got a ding and I heard spirit say 10,000 hours. And I was like, oh, I did it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Like it was not something I was thinking about. What was or, the thing? Oh, the, doing energy healing and okay. you know, talking about everything. And wow. Stuff. Yeah, so that was cool. But anyway, so I was explaining to him, like you have to put a lot of time in and become an expert because he was feeling like somebody else was an expert in something and they were going to like just magically get successful. And anyway, so it was really about just trying to understand that a lot of times we fail. And I talked about Bo Eason. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a famous football player and how he didn't make the baseball team. And then he didn't make the actual college team that he wanted to be on, but then he kind of forced his way onto that. And then he became an NFL player. And then he became one of the greatest NFL players ever. So it's like, same thing with Michael Jordan. I told him about how he didn't make the high school team and he got cut or something like that. And then he finally got on at some point, or I don't know the full story, but the point is, is <laughs> you learn a lot of ways to make a light bulb not work. For instance, if you're Edison, and then finally you make one that works. In fact, actually, that brings me to what I was listening to which with, with Brene Brown. She was saying, this is a conference of a bunch, she was doing her TEDx. She's like, this is a conference full of failures. <laughs> and it's true because they're all people who have not have failed, but also have succeeded and right. their failures are probably a lot more consistent than their successes, but eventually they get to that point where they're super right. successful. And that, that message comes up probably every other day for me from somebody else. I mean, failure is just information. Yeah. And that's the reticular activating system. Like that's changing your mindset to being like, oh, this is something that's happening and I can use it for information and I can then build upon it. Right. Right. But if you have a mindset of this is a failure and I'm just going to give up, that's another way your reticular activating system could be like, it's just up to you, which way you want to view it. Right. Absolutely. So as I was preparing for this chat with you, I wanted to talk about what makes a resilient human being. I want to know, what do you think a resilient human being is? Well, I think that when you fail, you, you get up and go again. That right. Makes- but what do you think makes us do that? Like, cause, cause right now, honestly, times are tough. People are really down and out. People are really frustrated, tired. I think it's like- recognizing I'm doing 75 hard. And Andy Frazella talks about that voice that when you say you want to do something that talks you out of it is your bitch voice. <laughs> Or your like sixth grade voice or your yeah, you know, it's, mom it's your trauma or, or whatever or, it is, but it's your bitch voice or whatever it is telling you don't do it and you need to have a boss voice. And it's like recognizing that bitch voice and being like, uh, no, I think it's actually just being aware of your thoughts and being able to recognize that and then do something about that. Because if you don't recognize it, you it stops. You, you don't, you, you're not resilient. You don't, you don't make any changes. You believe it. And then you stop, right? right? You believe the bitch voice. That's really funny. I haven't heard it put that way, but yeah, 
I mean, that was seriously, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, it calls it something. So now I can actually recognize it and call it out. And it, it has helped me from not snoozing to working out to you know, anything. I'm like taking my vitamins. I'm something I'll do it later. No, you'll do it now. Like, yeah. I mean, I rec- it's, it's literally changed how productive and I feel better about myself because I'm doing the stuff that I would normally not do. I'm so proud of you that you're doing 75 hard. That's really, really hard. If anybody hasn't discovered it, it's really, really challenging. It's obviously 75 days long and you can't mess up one day. If you mess up one day, you go back to the beginning. There's a certain protocol, like in terms of how much water, what foods you can eat, like how much working out you have to do, what things you have to read to fill your mind and things like that. So, And it's not um, a fitness challenge. It's a mental toughness challenge. And the idea is that once you go through this for 75 days, you've done the hard thing. You can do anything. And that's what it is. It's like it changes the way you think about things and it's non-negotiable. When you make a commitment to yourself or to other people, you follow through. Mm -hmm. So I'm on day 12. (laughs) That's awesome. It's going well. I mean, it definitely has tough, tough times, but it's going well. And I'm doing it. Yeah, you were saying it was tough when you were traveling, but that's what life is all about. It's about adapting where you're at. Yeah, you have to do two workouts a day and one has to, two 45 minute workouts a day and one has to be outside. And you feel like a badass when you're walking outside at 1030 at night with it thunderstorming. I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, it's like there's lightning in the sky. We didn't feel in danger, but you're like, wow, nobody else is doing this. I'm freaking badass, you know? Right. That's kind of how I felt like when I went out on the field, I'm like, I might be 41 years old. And I I was like, this is pretty badass to be doing. But then of course I posted on my Facebook that I was excited and everything. I had uh, a friend uh, that I know that does also similar work to what I do. She was like, I played till I was 53. And I was like, oh my God, that's even so much more badass. And it was almost like all I needed to, to be like, oh, how do I do that? Like, how do I make it to 53 or 55? And then I was like, well, if I do goal... (laughs) (laughs) If I stay in goal, I probably could do it. Right. And and maybe I'm wrong about that. But anyway, I went out and bought some badass goalie gloves right the next day. I was like, I'm getting some because these I always call these my money makers, my hands. So I, I got some good goalie gloves. But, you know, it's amazing how when you have somebody who does something that they don't listen to the bitch voice, they go to 53 where I thought, oh, I had hung up my cleats. And that's actually my friend, Jen. She said, she's like, I thought I hung my cleats up when I was 30. And I was like, I think I thought that too. But I was kind of always hoping I would not hang up my cleats at 30. And here I am. Somebody else that's done it and you're like, okay, if they can do it, it. I can do it. I say that all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's so easy to look at social media and be like, oh, they're doing it that way. And they're so perfect and da, da, da. and, And compare yourself to them and feel like you're not enough. But I try and turn it around. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Everybody has their stories. Everybody has their trauma and their their baggage. And it's like, if they can do it, I can do it. I love it. I love that you're doing it. I can't wait to hear how it goes. People get really super fit and healthy for visually looking. Yeah. (laughs) What I've seen. One of the things you do is you take a picture of yourself every day. So you don't have to post it or anything, but you can see your progress. You have to stick to a diet, any diet you want, but it has to be like a healthy diet. And I'm doing what I normally do for an anti-inflammatory diet, which is no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no refined sugars. And I always do that, always, meaning like I cheat every once in a while, no cheating. So this is probably, yeah, that's really 25 tough. days is probably the longest I will ever have done anything consistently. So I'm looking forward. I'm enjoying the process and staying present. Right. Having fun. I am, I am having fun. I'm really just trying to remind myself of that. I'm reading a book called The Practicing Mind, which is all about that. And 
it will be very exciting when I get to 75 days. (laughs) (laughs) What day is that? So we all know. October 23rd, I believe. Feels like a long so time long. away. <laughs> and I'm like traveling in between there and going. Yeah, places, but you got a plan so. and that's what life is that's all what about. It is. It's all yeah. about making it work. It's all yeah. about making it work. It's really a lot of lessons wrapped into this. So, and so we have to talk about resiliency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's uh, what you're doing is helping you yeah. create a more resilient body, life, health. So, yeah, I mean, I, you were talking about that bitch voice. And that's why I always say people need to meditate. They need to figure out how to find out what their bitch voice is because it's there. A lot of times we we don't want to listen to it, meaning we don't want to know that we're talking to ourselves like that. But we are. As much work as I've done, I have a bitch voice. I'm sure somewhere in there. And I'm going to start calling it out like for what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's interesting when I think about like what is which voice are you listening to in your head? Sometimes, you know, first of all, I've gone through an evolution of what those voices are because I remember thinking, well, I'll always have to take medicine for the rest of my life, or I'll always need a strong deodorant, or I'll always need to drink soda or want to drink soda. And those have all changed. And then that's like, where's that voice coming from? Who told me that? You know? Right. And why do I believe that? Yeah, it's questioning things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's also, we talk about listening to your intuition and people are like, how do you know which is your intuition? And it's like the first thing, right? It's the the first thing you think about. That's typically your intuition. And anything you hear after that is typically your bitch voice. (laughs) 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 Something trying to talk you out of it or fear or whatever is coming in. Yeah, when fear comes in there, that is nice. Ego, whatever. Yeah. Intuition is really, really helpful. I've, the more and more work I do, the more and more I see how my intuition is just playing out every day. Oh my God, I totally freaked out Aiden yesterday. So he came home from school, second day of school. And I was like, hey, bud, like, what'd you do in school today? And he was like, dodging the question. He was like, can I have something to eat? And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll get you something to eat. And then I sit back and forth. I was like, so like, what was today like? And then all of a sudden this image flew into my third eye and it was a drawing, <laughs> it was a drawing of a kid, but it was only, it was like a profile picture. Like if you would have a Facebook picture that you had drawn, can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I saw as a little kid. So it didn't look very good. Anyway, so I was like, so did you guys draw yourselves on paper today? (laughs) And he goes, did you get an email? And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, we did draw ourselves only from our shoulders up. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) He's like, how do you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, you weren't answering the question. So then I asked, what did he do? And then I saw the picture. I don't even know why I started telling you that, but we were talking about oh, yeah, the intuition. Yeah, listening yeah. to your intuition. Yeah. So it's playing out all the time in my life. And I'm like, we go here or we go there. You just know that it's the right thing because I'm just always constantly listening. That's a gift that I've really honed. Yeah, I really feel like my gifts are opening up and I am getting those little hits sometimes of intuition and just being like, I don't know, I just know that's supposed to do. I'm supposed to do that and I'm just doing it. And it's like, I go with the first thing and I'm like, just do it. And that's, I think that's what it's all about. Sometimes Mark and I feel like we hear each other's like we'll, like say something and he's like, I just was going to say that. I'm like, well, maybe I heard you. Or he's like, maybe I heard you. Am I hearing me or you? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's so really weird, weird when you're around somebody so often, especially with COVID. We're working in our homes a lot more together. Yeah. I know somebody who was reading a book and then his wife picked up on the storyline and said in her dream the, what the story was about. And then he's telling, she was telling the story 
to the person that was had read the book and he was like, that's the book I'm reading. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was weird. So yeah, there's a lot of energy transfer. And I honestly think when I was pregnant, just being next to Fenella, Aiden picked up her energy and that's why they have a lot of similarities. I don't think it's all just genetic. Right. No. As well as when he came out, obviously, and then he hangs out with her and that's nurture, right? But I think that there was some sort of energy exchange there as well. Oh, for sure. Gets me thinking about with your 75 hard, this whole idea of coachability, right? I remember when I was first starting out with all this stuff, like I came across somebody who was like, how coachable are you? Like how, how willing are you to change your beliefs or how willing are you to learn new things? And when I started thinking about it, I was like, wow, I'm really willing to learn. Like I'm really, I'm a really good coach. <laughs> I am. I could be coached. You're pretty very well. coachable. Yeah. yeah. Very coachable. Right. And then I started thinking about other people and I'm like, wow, I could see how I am different from other people because I know some people who are not willing to change their views and don't feel like they need to be coached or whatever. So it's just interesting how some people are okay with that. <laughs> and I'm okay right. with them being okay with that. Right. And I feel like people that are woke are definitely in that category. They're just much more open to other ideas and other people's views and other ways of doing things. Right. Okay. So the reason why I started the podcast was because I believe that when we learn, we learn best through experience, right? So people sharing their experiences with other people helps us to kind of like take a shortcut, right? So that's why I have people come on the podcast and talk about their dark night of the soul. Through a dark night of the soul, we wake up, right? That's the whole point is that the dark night is the last bit of you waking up to the day, waking up to the light, waking up to who you truly are and what you really want out of life. But it really comes from an experience, whether it's tr spiritually transformative or if it's a near-death experience or something, it is something that shakes and rocks your entire world that is what wakes you up. And so then because it rocked your world so much, you start to wonder, what else don't I know? Like when Ashley was talking about on the podcast, she was just on a couple of weeks ago. She left a religion. That was a great show. It I was so awesome. She's so amazing. She realized that coffee was good for her and she was told that it was bad for her. And so that because of her own reticular activating system, neural networks, all that other stuff, programming, trauma, blah, blah, blah. She believed the coffee was not good for her. And then she found out it was. And so that rocked her world. Maybe a cup of coffee is not going to rock somebody else's world, but it doesn't matter. It's what rocks your world and what changes your view. And, and that's really what wakes us up. When we wake up, that's when we realize what else is out there. And what don't I know? And what have I been telling myself? I remember being so freaking shocked at the beliefs that I had. And I never even questioned them prior to that moment. And I was like, why? It was, uh, it was so mind blowing. I totally agree. When I look back, I'm like, I can't believe my dark night was getting ulcerative colitis where I was super sick for many years. And I was go to the doctor and they give you medication and they're like, here, this will make you feel better. And shoving medication at me. I'm like, this just isn't really helping me that much. And really all it's doing is covering my symptoms of it. Like, what else can I be doing? How do I actually figure out what's really causing this? And it made me ask those questions. And then things started appearing in my life that were other options. My friend Amanda told me about you. <laughs> and I started talking to you and you shed light on me. And it was, I really don't even think I would have entertained that stuff. I mean, holistic, I wasn't holistic by any means yeah. before I got sick. And it just, it makes you 
open your eyes and maybe look at other what other ways of doing things. I'm so grateful for like I am so grateful I got sick. I I, I'm so grateful. I know people find that really fascinating, right? Like that (sighs) I I feel that way. You feel that way. I think people who have these spiritually transformative experiences understand the gravity of it and how it really did change their life and it changed it for the better. I had a deep awareness. It was very weird, very very weird because it was before I even started really becoming quote unquote psychic, right? Like I wasn't meditating at the time, but I had a deep knowingness that I was going to die when I was 40. And it freaked me out, but I was kind of like, well, it's 20 years from now. <laughs> like what's right. what happens, right? But it was kind of like gnawing at me a little bit like why? I wound up finding more holistic stuff, meditating blah blah blah. And I went to go see another psychic and she's like, oh, you, you were going to die at 40. And I was like, whoa, how did you know that? She was like, well, so you were though. It's not that you are. And she said, you did something different. And she's like, what you're doing right now is what saved you from dying at 40. And I was like, holy crap. And then I, I knew I like, I, and I had at some point, maybe probably a year earlier, that feeling had left. Like I felt like it had gone somewhere and I was like, it it didn't feel as much like pressure on me. Like it might happen, but just because it had been so deeply ingrained in me, like when I was in my early twenties that I kind of was like, well, maybe, maybe it's just like going to come back, but it didn't. And obviously I'm 41. So I didn't die at 40, but you know, 40 must've been a big birthday for you. It was, it was, it was a big birthday. Yeah. And I was a little afraid moving up to 40. Like I, did I really do the work that I thought I did? Did I really switch timelines? Did I really change things up as drastically as I thought I did? And here I am 41 playing soccer. So I had a reading one time and she, and she said, I'm going to tell you what is your destiny, Um, but then there's always free will. There's always free will. So it can change, but I'm telling you what destiny is. So that was your destiny. How the heck could you change that? I don't think it really was my destiny to, I think it was just a a timeline that I could have stayed on. Like looking back, I could have continued obviously to work in the New York City public school system. I got hired by another school. I don't think I've ever told you the story. I was sitting in the car. I got the call from the principal I already had been on the fence, like, oh my God, Amy, can you really go back? Like, do you really want to do this? And I was sitting in the car and my life was so turned upside down at the time. And he's on the phone and it was like the middle of the summer. It was super hot. And I like didn't have the money to like keep my car running. So I was like sitting with the windows up. So it was quiet and I'm like sweating. And all of a sudden my parked car gets rear-ended while I'm on the phone with him. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> like on the phone with the new principal. Oh my and, God. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And then I was like, and I was, and I just knew in that moment, I'm like, I don't think this is for me. I'm like, I just got rear-ended and like, I'm on the phone with you and like, shit's not adding up in my life. I need to take a step back. Like, thank you so much for this opportunity. And by the way, I'm so sorry. I just said that, like, <laughs> but like, it was so nuts. But I knew in that moment as it was like, the universe was like, Amy, don't you freaking yeah. dare. And, and the universe hit you hit my freaking parked car. I was how does that even happen? Like very hard too. And my car was a jalopy, so I didn't really care, but it was just, it jarred me into this, like, it like kind of woke woke me up to be like, no, Amy, don't go down that same path. And like, so to answer your question, yes, I could have been like, oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Got hit and been like, oh, fuck, my life sucks. And I'm just going to keep, it's going to keep sucking. And I was like, no, I am going to create a life that I really want. Um, And then I did, which was really freaking cool. (laughs) Awesome. 
And you're here to tell about it at 41. 41. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and honestly, it set me off on a really interesting path trying to discover all the things that I need to discover. And had I not been open to it, then I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have found it. That's why I have the question mark on my desk. It always to remind me to question things and find my own answers instead of accepting what is to be true because there's so much out there that is just programmed into us that we don't even realize. And unless we really take the time to figure out what do we want? Like I, you were just saying that you have this yeah, coffee I book. Say, I have this coffee table book that I love. It's uh, called Beautifully Brave by Sarah Pendrick. And I love her. She's a beautiful, a beautiful soul. And she wrote this book and it's really just about, it's to women and it's about self-love and loving yourself first. Because if you love yourself and fill yourself up, then it's only going to have a ripple effect to the rest of the people in your life and the world. And one of the things that she, one of the exercises she says to do is set an alarm on your phone and every few hours, just hold your hands over your heart and just say, what do I need right now? Like, what do I need to tell myself or what do I need to do? And just check in with yourself. And I I love that. And I did, I do that. And I just, sometimes it's just like, take a deep breath, Amy, or tell yourself how many things you're grateful for right now or whatever it is. I just, I respond to it. And I, I've really liked that practice. It's a awesome practice. It's so important to, to check in with ourselves. And that's, that's why I was the next day after I played soccer, I was like, my spirit is so light. Like nothing that previously was bothering me was mm. bothering me anymore. It basically in an instant, it had all gone. Like, I mean, an hour and a half or whatever it was that we played or, but, or 45 minutes, I guess it was, it didn't matter as much because I was happy on the inside. That's how I me. feel after meditation. It doesn't matter how I feel before. It's like, after I come out of it, I just feel this peacefulness and just, it just changes. It just changes the way you feel. It just resets you. Music does that for me. Oh, but yeah. Before sure. we recorded, I was listening to Josh Radin because his voice is just, do you know who he is? Country music, right? Oh, you know what? That There is another person. No, I'm thinking of another guy, this guy with a really deep voice. Mm-hmm. He's great. I love him. Where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> Josh is at Josh Hill. Um, but anyway, this guy, is he, he, he's he got a much different voice, but okay. jo- Joshua Radin, I don't know, it may, but he um, sang... Ellen DeGeneres' wedding song. And that's how I found it originally like 10 years ago. And he does a song that's called Today. But when I tune into that frequency and that music, I do remember all the synchronicities that have gone on in my life that are amazing. And it makes me smile. And I was just talking with a client this past week about those synchronicities, about money showing up when when it needs to show up and me getting rear ended. And so I don't I'll go back into where I was. So I was unhappy or when the chick that wanted my apartment actually had given over freaking cash and she saw me cry, like came running out and said, you can have the apartment. Like those are the divine moments where spirit was, is handling things for us. Um, yeah. yeah, there's no, it's not coincidences, y'all. It's, <laughs> you know, it's divine. Yeah. So here's, here's another thing that I was talking about with a client this week this idea of surrendering the moment. So when we surrender, right. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel like spirits like, Oh, you need help. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, sure. Like they show up with the money or the, right. you know, cause I, I literally, I was like, all right, fine. I'm just, I, I'm not going to live here. Like I surrender. Like I, I'm going to have to either find another place to live or live with my parents for the rest of my life or whatever. I had surrendered in that moment. And then spirit was like, oh, you wanted this. Like, here it is. We'll make it happen for you. You don't have to like force it so much because we do have to show up. I had to be at that apartment, right? But when right. we let go and we we let the thing that's supposed to happen come in, it, it's usually a lot better than we could ever imagine. And that part, that apartment was so special to me. Really, really special. Oh, yeah. I totally believe that. And I try and remind myself of that too. It's like, you don't know, you, you don't need to know how. You just need to know that you're supported and what you want and just ask for it. Yeah. And that's that whole thing that you're saying about being present. You're reading that book. Uh, which yeah. book is it again? It's called The Practicing Mind. Right. So being present is really the act. It's just about surrender. being present. And, and I mean, this guy is, is a piano player and he also just is uh, tunes or fixes really well-known people's artists pianos and and he's just talking about how it's like you can't focus on your goal you can't focus on the end result where you are is the perfect place and you just got to focus on where you are and take your time and enjoy each moment and you will get there but you got to enjoy it while you're doing it and you got to just focus on on the present moment he talks about a flower when is a when is a flower perfect is it perfect as a seed is it perfect as it <laughs> starting to come out of the soil is it perfect it's like no it's perfect at every moment mm-hmm. and i like that analogy it's a good book i like it it's not too hard pretty easy good read is this part of your 75 hard for your the fill your no. own book mark's uh life coach had recommended it to him and he liked it. So I'm reading it, but I am, it's, you know, I read 10 pages a day. That's part one of the, one of the tasks, the critical task. Right. Okay. So it's just one of the books that I'm reading right now. I've never read so much in my life. It's great. It is great. When I first started meditating, that's one of the things that I noticed I started doing was reading so much more than I ever read in my life. If you read 10 pages a day, you could read like a book a month easily. (laughs) Yeah, it really. And that's 12 books a year. I mean, I, I do some audiobooks too, when I'm like walking or doing right. something, but I really have enjoyed that. And that's part of my morning routine. I exercise, I meditate and I read. So important to have a routine. Yeah. Oh, change, the morning routine has been key. And that's actually the one thing that's keeping me on track with 75 hard because if I get it done as soon as I get up, some of my critical tasks are done for the day. So yeah, I critical really love the morning routine. I love it. That's yeah. what they're called. Five critical tasks. Five critical tasks. So what are they again? What are the five critical uh, tasks? Follow any diet that's healthy. Drink a gallon of water a day. Mm -hmm. Two 45-minute exercises. One being outside. Read 10 pages. And take a progress picture every day. Oh, okay. And no cheat meals, no alcohol. Oh, yeah. That's tough. Well, yeah, yeah, you don't drink, but... Yeah. The morning routine has been really good for me just mentally and it's just me time. It's really the self-love is and just filling yourself up is been key for my happiness in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You got to get your happiness where you can because there's a lot going on. It's long. It's been long. (laughs) This is like a marathon where we thought it was going to be a sprint. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon, unfortunately. But yeah, so having I am a better person and <laughs> have grown a lot over the past year and a half. Yeah, we me all too. Have. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. I am grateful for everything that the pandemic has given me. However, I am also ready to surrender to just like it being over. Agreed. We'll see, you know, what happens. Back to this whole idea of resilience. I think we've ha- talked about many things that can help us be resilient by listening to the voice in our head, getting a routine, feeling confident in doing some badass things, maybe that make you uncomfortable. Obviously, failure is important. I mean, when I went out there, obviously, I, 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 it's, <laughs> Aiden was like telling our friend, oh, she, we, Amy's team got crushed. And I was like, and I just told the person I played goal. We did. <laughs> we, yeah, we got crushed, but it was seven goals got let in, right? And we had scored four. So in, it's indoor. So there's sc- scoring's higher. But anyway, I, yeah, of course I failed because I failed almost seven times. Somebody else played gold for part of it, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm freaking excited for Monday. I went and got goalie gloves. Like, I don't care that I failed. I want to get better. And it's the passion that's inside me that is making me do that. Right. And even in failure, there's always positives. In anything, there's always silver linings and positives. And you just got to look for those. Again, when you fail, you have to learn something from it. It's information for you to succeed the next time. Right. I definitely could have said, I sucked. I let goals in. I'm not going back. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah, exactly. Focused on the fact that you got out there and you hadn't played for 10 years, which is... I know. 12. 12. (laughs) Even better. I know, right? Awesome. I'm trying to think of something else. Like I, I want to like push myself. I also, we're also doing these 30 day challenges and Mark and his empowerment group does. They do these 30 day challenges. You just pick something to do every single day for 30 days. And so... I'm on day like 24 of my challenge. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do next? Like, what can I challenge? What myself? have you been doing for your challenge? Well, you know, Mark and I did NLP training, that yes. programming. Yeah. So we have a 30-day action plan to go over all of the materials. And it's time-consuming and hurts your brain sometimes and confusing. And we're just making ourselves do that. So I have to do that. I do that every day and I'm almost done. That's so awesome. You're such an yeah. inspiration. You've been doing such great work. Thank you. I'm working very diligently. But you're feeling even better, right? Like uh, that's what I want to... I am feeling so good. And I just feel, I mean, not only is my health just transformed in this past year, I'm virtually healed myself from ulcerative colitis, which is life-changing in itself. And I feel better than I even did before I even got sick. I mean, mentally, physically, emotionally, like I married to the love of my life. Like just my whole life has gotten so much better since I I got sick nine years ago. So Mm -hmm. it makes you realize that like, I didn't take advantage of my life before. And now it's like, I have this like new burning desire to just keep going and push myself harder and harder. And I'm not like this crazy, like climb Mount Everest, but I just want to like do, you know, I just want to experience. Who knows? Don't limit yourself. Maybe you will climb Mount Everest. Maybe I will. I don't have a strong burning desire to, but who knows what I'll do. And I just feel like I just got to, I think you just got to keep on challenging yourself and trying new things. And I'm just trying to push myself, not trying. There is no trying. There's doing. Trying is a weasel word. Trying gives yourself an out. Yep. And I'm just pushing myself to just do new things and, and do the hard things and the uncomfortable things. So. Cool. I'm so happy for you. Well, Thanks. So you're actually my season and your 75 hard will end about the same time. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So I'm awesome. hoping to get in way better shape. Indoor soccer, honestly, even when I was 20, I was probably not in shape for it, but it's just so fast and so hard. What's really is nice. The field is smaller. The, so the, the field is smaller, but 
the ball's on turf, so it goes faster. And then there's walls, so you can play the ball off the wall. And so you could pass to yourself or it just it doesn't oh. really go out. So normally when so you get those resets stop. of like, yeah, it, it, it occasionally does go because it goes high enough and over the boards, but also if the goalie catches it, like they can hold it, which I was doing for my team. I was holding it for a little bit longer and giving them a little bit of break. It also was like 10 strangers that all got together and we had to try to form the energy of the team. And we actually did a pretty good job of mastering that challenge, especially after COVID, not being with other people. And for so long, like, I feel like all of our interaction skills are a little rusty, but it went well. It went really, really well. That's awesome. And do you feel like you have to like train to be able to keep up? Yes, absolutely. I've been doing some sprint stuff and jumping because that's what you have to do as a goalie. And it's weird. My arms were tired. My hands hurt. Like... (laughs) those things. But you know what? That's the other thing. Being older is awesome because, well, being older is awesome because (laughs) I have the knowledge, uh, whereas I didn't before. So like I took an Epsom salt bath. I took some Advil. I did some Arnica gel. I did something else. I can't even remember what it was, but all to like kind of eat my muscles. And I wasn't that, yeah, essential oils. I wasn't that sore after. I mean, it's tiny bit, but I certainly, when I was 30 years old, man, I blew out my legs so bad that I could hardly walk. I, I went to a CrossFit and I was like, I'll show him how many times I can do squats and stuff like that. And oh my God, I literally was walking down the street and my <laughs> knees just came out. And I was, my friend was like, what happened to you? And I was like, I can't even walk. Like my oh. actual muscles just gave out. Wow. It was nuts. So yeah. yeah. So I, I now I, I actually honor my body and I respect yeah. my body. Like I was out there running around. I was like, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to ask for a sub. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not too humble to ask for a sub because yeah. I'm not going to abuse this body that I love. I've done yeah. a lot of work to love this body and to love this mind. And I agree. And that's, I, I equate it to, uh, stretching. I used to hate stretching because I used to be like, I don't want to spend my time when I'm supposed to be exercising, stretching. I don't, I don't lose weight and burn fat or whatever silly way I was thinking back then. It's like, now I like love it. It's like, I bring on the stretching. It's like, I love to breathe into my stretches and release things. And it's, it's, cause I know it's good for me. Oh my yeah. gosh, Amy. When I was in Florida, I used to do yoga and I was always like the same way. Like, why am I doing this? This is not burning calories and all that. And then it became such a spiritual activity, right? Because you're like breathing through the pain, you're, you know, releasing. And then all of a sudden, one time there was a yogi that showed up in the room and started talking to me. I don't even remember what, it, what the yogi was saying, but it was super cool. And then there was a cat that was walking through the room that like, but it was, it was a, a, an energetic cat. And so I started asking questions like, whose energetic cat is this? And then I figured out whose it was. And then I was able to deliver a message. It was nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was so nuts. Like it was uh, somebody's energetic cat in the room. Yeah, in the room. Yeah, it was fought, like Cohen. It was brushing up against me. It was annoying me because I was <laughs> so still and so quiet. But then I was like, well, rather than getting annoyed at it, I'm going to ask questions. So, like, whose cat are you? What message do you have? Because so cool. I knew the other women that were in the room. So, anyway, that was fun. I love that. yoga. I dabbled in it over the years, but during quarantine, I really I just googled yoga, and she had like ten thousand subscribers. I was like, that sounds good. Yeah, she probably uh, knows what she's doing. <laughs> Yeah, she probably knows what she's doing. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I think she's got like 8 million subscribers. I can't even think her name right now. But I love yoga with Adrian. She's just easy. She's a little hokey and weird or whatever. But it wasn't like super hard. And I was like, it just gave me the confidence to do it. And I liked it because 
you're focusing on your breath and your body. You're not thinking about all the other stuff going on in your mind. It's meditative to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. I really like that. I've been begging Mark to try yoga for the past year. And finally, last week- Is he doing it? He started. I sent him like some beginner men's just short stretching kind of yoga videos because he has some back pain and some things are bothering him. I'm like, you really need to stretch. You really need to stretch. So he started doing it. And he's, I feel like it's cheating during my 45 minute exercise. I'm like, it's not. You're moving your body. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you you look at some of the yoga bodies from the people oh. who are, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did a 10 minute yoga today that was supposed to be like an exercise, like strength yoga. I was pouring sweat after yeah. like three minutes. I mean, like this works. Yeah. My yeah, yeah. stronger. My legs are stronger. My balance is better. I'm more flexible. Yeah. My mind yeah. is stronger. Everybody get out and do some yoga. It really <laughs> is awesome. I love it. I love it. I love you. You're I so love great. you. It's been great talking to you and doing the ramble gamble. <laughs> oh, it's been, I like that ramble gamble. I love you, Amy. I'm so grateful for all the things that you've brought into my life. I found you and connected with you at the very beginning of this journey and this me, me awakening. And it's been an incredible journey. I'm so grateful to be along with you. Oh, it's a, my honor and pleasure. I love it. I love when I get to see success in my clients and um, yeah. help you get there. Yeah, you surely did. Thank you. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.